Hello everybody and welcome to my podcast. So now we are going to begin our third chapter of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and the chapter name is The Letters from No One. So let's start reading. The escape of the Brazilian boa constrictor earned Harry his longest ever punishment. By this time he was allowed out of his cupboard again. The summer holidays had started in Dudley had already broken his new kind camera crashed his remote control airplane and first time on his racing bike knocked down old mrs figs as she crossed privet drive on her crutches harry was glad school was over but there was no escaping dudley's gang who visited the house every single day pierce dennis markholm and gordon were all big and stupid but as dudley was the biggest and stupidest of all of the lot he was the leader the rest of them were all quite happy to join in dudley's favorite sport harry hunting this was why harry spent as much time as possible out of the house wandering around and thinking about the end of the holidays where he could see a tiny ray of hope when september could came he would be going off to secondary school and for the first time in his life he wouldn't be with dudley Dudley had a place at Uncle Vernon's old school, Smeltings. Pierce Porkis was going there too. Harry, on the other hand, was going to Stonewall High, the local comprehensive. Dudley thought this was very funny. They stuffed people's heads down the toilets first day at Stonewall. He told Harry, "Want to come upstairs and practice?" "No, thanks," said Harry. The poor toilets never had anything as horrible as your head down it. It might be sick. Then he ran. Before Dudley could work out what he'd said, one day in July, Aunt Petuna took Dudley to London to buy his smelting uniforms, leaving Harry and Mrs. Figs. Mrs. Figg wasn't as bad as usual. It turned out uh, she'd broken her leg tripping over one of her cats and she didn't seem quite as fond of them as before. She let Harry watch television and gave him a bit of chocolate cake she that tasted as though she'd had it for several years. That evening, Dudley parroted, parroted, um around the living room for the family in the brand new uniforms smeltings uniform wore maroon tailcoats orange knickerbockers and flat straw hats called boaters they also carried knobby knobbly sticks used for hitting each other while the teachers weren't looking this was supposed to be good training for later later life as he looked at dudley in his new knickerbockers uncle vernon said gruffly that it was the proudest moment of his life aunt petuna burst into tears and, and said she couldn't believe it was her echo dudley kins he looked so handsome and grown up harry didn't trust himself to speak he thought two of his ribs might already have cracked from trying not to laugh There was a horrible smell in the kitchen next morning when Harry went in for breakfast it seemed to be coming from a large metal tub in the sink he went to have a look the tub was full of what looked like dirty rags swimming in the grey water was this 
he asked Aunt Petuna. Her lips tightened as they always did if he dared to ask a question. Your school, your new school uniform, she said. Had he looked in the bowl again? Oh, he said, I didn't realize it had to be so wet. Don't be stupid, snapped Aunt Petuna. I'm dying some of Dudley's old things gray for you. I, it'll just like everyone else when I finished. Harry seriously doubted this, but th- thought it best not be to argue. He sat down at the table and tried not to think about how he was going to look on the first day at Stonewall High like he was wearing bits of old elephant skin. Probably Dudley and Uncle Vernon came in, uh, both in wrinkled noses because of uh, the smell from Harry's new uniform. Uncle Vernon opened his newspaper as usual and Dudley banged his melting sticks, uh, which he carried everywhere on the table. They heard the click of the letterbox and flop of letters on the doormat. Get the post, Dudley, uh, said Uncle Vernon from behind his paper. Make it, make Harry get it. Get the post, Harry. Make Dudley get it. Poke him with your smelting stick, Dudley. Harry dodged the smelting stick and went to get the post. Three things lay on the doormat. A postcard from Uncle Vernon's sister, Marge, who was holding uh, on the asyl of white. A brown envelope that looked like a bill. And a letter for Harry. Harry picked it up and stared at it, his heart tanging like a giant elastic band. No one ever in his whole life had written to him. Who co- who would? He had no friends, no other relatives. He didn't belong to the library, so he'd never even got rude notes asking for books back. Yet, it was a letter addressed so painfully, plainly, there could be no mistake. Mr. Harry Potter, the cupboard under the stairs, for private drive, little winking, sorry. The envelope was thick and heavy, made of yellowish parchment, and the address was written in emerald green ink. There was no stamp. Turning the envelope over, his hand trembling, Harry saw a purple wax seal bearing a coat, a coat of arms, a lion and eagle, a badger, and a snake surrounding a large letter H. Hurry up, boy, shouted Uncle Vernon from the kitchen. What are you doing, checking for letter bombs? He chuckled at his own joke. Harry went back to the kitchen, still staring at his letter. He handed Uncle Vernon the bill and the postcard, sat down and slowly began to open the yellow envelope. Uncle Vernon ripped open the bill, snorted in disgust and flipped over the postcard. Margie's ill, he informed Aunt Petuna. Ate a funny vulk. Dad, said Dudley suddenly. Dad, Harry's got something. Harry was on the point on unfolding his letter when which was written on the same heavy parchment as the envelope when it was jerked sharply out of his hand by Uncle Vernon. That's mine, said Harry, trying to snatch it back. Who'd be writing to you? sneered Uncle Vernon, shaking the letter open with one hand and glancing at it. His face went from red to green faster than a set of traffic uh, lights. 
and it didn't stop there within seconds it was the great writer of old porridge petuna he gasped dudley tried to grab the letter to read it but uncle vernon held it high out of his reach and petuna took it curiously and read the first line for a moment it looked as though she might faint she clutched her throat and made a cloak in a choking noise vernon oh my goodness vernon they stared at each other seeming to have forgotten that harry and dudley were still in the room dudley wasn't used to being ignored he gave his father a sharp tap on his head with his smelting stick i want to read the letter he said loudly i want to read it said harry furiously as it's mine get out both of you croaked uncle vernon stuffing the letter back inside the its envelope harry didn't move i want my letter he shouted let me see it demanded dudley out roared uncle vernon and he took both harry and dudley by the scruffs of their necks and threw them into the hall slamming the kitchen door behind them harry and dudley promptly had a furious but silent fight over who would listen at the keyhole dudley won so harry his glasses dangling from one ear lay flat on his stomach to listen at the crack between door and floor warren and petuna was saying in a quivering voice look at the address how could they possibly know where he sleeps you don't think they're watching at the house watching spying might be following us muttered uncle vernon wildly but what should we do vernon should we write back tell them we won't we don't want harry could see uncle vernon's shiny black shoes pacing up and down the kitchen no he said finally no he will ignore it if they don't get an answer yes that's best we won't do anything but i'm not having one in the house petuna didn't you didn't we spare when we took him in we'd stamp out the dangerous nonsense that evening when we got back from work uncle vernon did something we, he'd never done before he visited harry in his cupboard where's my letter said harry now at that moment the moment uncle vernon had squeezed through the door who's writing to me no one it addressed to you by mistake said uncle vernon shortly i burned it it was not my not a mistake said angry angrily if had my cupboard on it silence yelled uncle vernon and a couple of spiders fell from the ceiling he took a few drop breaths and then forced his face into a smile which looked quite painful er uh, yes harry about this cupboard you or aunt and i have been thinking you're really getting a bit big for it we think it might be nice if you moved into dudley's second bedroom why said harry don't ask questions snapped his uncle take this stuff upstairs now the dursley's house had four bedrooms one for uncle vernon and aunt petuna one for visitors usually uncle vernon's sister march one where dudley slept and one where dudley kept all the toys and things that wouldn't fit into his first bedroom it only took harry one trip upstairs to move everything he owned from the cupboard to this room 
he sat down on the bed and stared around him nearly everything in here was broken the month old kind camera was lying on top of a small working tank dudley had once riven next door's dog in the corner was dudley's first ever television set which he'd put his foot through his when his favorite program had been cancelled there was a large bird cage which had once held a parrot that dudley had swapped at school for a real air rifle which was up on a shelf with the end all bent because dudley had sat on it other shelves were full of books they were the only things in the room that looked as though they'd never been touched from downstairs came the sound of dudley bawling at his mother i don't want him there i need that room make him get out Harry sighed and stretched out on the bed. Yesterday, he'd have given anything to be up here. Today, he'd rather be back in his cupboard with the letter than up here without it. Next morning at breakfast, everyone was rather quiet. Dudley was in shock. He'd screamed, walked his father with his smelting stick, been stick sick on purpose kicked his mother and thrown his daughters through the greenhouse roof and he still didn't have the his room back harry was thinking about this time yesterday and bitterly wishing he'd open the letter in the hall uncle vernon and aunt petuna kept looking at each other darkly when the post arrived uncle vernon who seemed to be trying to be nice to harry made dudley go and get it they heard him banging things with a smelting stick and stick all the way down to the hall then he shouted there's another one mr harry potter the smallest bedroom for private drive with a strangled cry uncle vernon leapt from his seat and ran down the hall harry right behind him uncle vernon had to wrestle dudley to the ground to get the letter from him which was made difficult by the fact that harry had grabbed grabbed uncle vernon around the neck from behind after a minute of confused fighting in which everyone got hit a lot by the smelting stick uncle vernon straightened up gasping for breath with harry's letter clutched in his hand go to your cupboard i mean your bedroom he beasted at harry dudley go just go harry walked round and round his new room someone knew he had moved out to his office cupboard and they seemed to know he hadn't received his first letter surely they meant they'd try again and this time he'd make sure that they didn't fail he had a plan the repaired alarm clock rang at six o'clock the next morning harry turned it off quickly and dressed silently he must not wake the dursleys he stole downstairs without turning on any of the lights he was going to wait for the postman on the corner of the private drive and get the letters for number four first his heart hammered as he crept across the dark hall towards the front door Arrgh! Harry leapt into the air. He trodden on something big and squashy on the doormat, something alive. Lights clicked on 
upstairs and to his horror harry realized that the big squashy something had been his uncle warnan's face uncle warnan had been lying at the foot on the front of the front door in a sleeping bag clearly making sure that harry didn't do exactly what he'd been trying to he shouted at harry for about half an hour and then told him to go and make a cup of tea harry shuffled miserably off into the kitchen and by the time he got back the post had arrived right into uncle vernon's lap harry could see three letters addressed in uh, green ink i want he began but uncle vernon was tearing the letters into pieces before his eyes uncle vernon didn't go to work that day he stayed at home and nailed up the letter letter box see he explained to aunt petuna through a mouthful of nails if they can't deliver them they'll just give up i'm not sure that'll work warnin oh these people minds people's minds work in strange ways petuna they're not like you and me said uncle warnin trying to knock in a nail with a piece of fruit cake aunt petuna had just brought him on friday no fewer than 12 letters arrived for harry as they couldn't go through the letter box they had been pushed under the door slotted through the sides and a few even forced through the small window in the down- downstairs toilet uncle vernon stayed at home again after burning all the letters he got out a hammer and nails and boarded up the cracks around the front and back doors so no one could go out he hummed tiptoe through the tip- tulips as he worked and jumped at the small noses one saturday things began to get out of hand 24 letters to harry found their way into the house rolled up and hidden inside each of the two dozen eggs that their very confused milkman had handed aunt petuna through the living room window while uncle vernon made furious telephone calls to the post office and the diary trying to find someone to complain to aunt petuna shredded the letters into her food mixer who on earth wants to talk to you this badly dudley asked harry in amazement One Sunday morning, Uncle Vernon sat down at the breakfast table, looking tired and rather ill, but happy. No post on Sundays, he reminded them happily as he spread marmalade on his newspapers. No damn letters today. Something came whizzing down the kitchen chimney as he spoke and caught him sharply on the back of his head. Next moment, thirty or forty letters came pelting out. of the fireplace like bullets the dursleys dug out but harry leapt into the air trying to catch one out out uncle vernon seized harry around the waist and threw him into the hall when aunt petuna and dudley had run out with their arms over their faces uncle vernon slammed the door shut they could hear the letters still streaming into the room bouncing off the walls and floor that does it said uncle vernon trying to speak calmly but pulling great tufts out of his mustache at the same time i want you all back here 
in five minutes ready to leave we are going away just pack some clothes no arguments he looked so dangerous with half his mustache missing that no one dared argue ten minutes later they had wrenched their way through their boarded up doors and were in the car speeding towards the motorway Dudley was sniffing in the back seat. His father had hit him round the head for holding them up while he tried to pack his television, video and computer in his sports bag. They drove and they drove. Even Aunt Petuna didn't dare ask where they were going. Every now and then, Uncle Vernon would take a sharp turning and drive in the opposite direction for a while. Shake him off, shake him off, he would mutter whenever he did this. They didn't stop to eat or drink all day. By nightfall, Dudley was howling. He'd never had such a bad day in his life. He was hungry. He'd missed five television programs he'd wanted to see and he'd never he'd gone so long without blowing up an alien on his computer. Uncle Vernon stopped at last outside a glooming-looking hotel on the outskirts of a big city. Dudley and Harry shared a room with twin beds and damp, musty sheets. Dudley snored, but Harry stayed awake, sitting on the window still, staring down at the lights of passing cars and wondering they ate stale cornflakes and cold tinned tomatoes on toast for breakfast next day. They had just finished when the owner of hotel came over their table. Excuse me, but in one of you, Mr. Har- Harry Potter, only I got about a hundred of these at the front desk. She held up a letter so they could read the green ink address. Mr. Harry Potter, Room 17, Railview Hotel, Gokworth. Harry made a crap for the letter, but Uncle Vernon knocked his head out of the way. The woman stared. I'll take them, said Uncle Vernon, standing up quickly and following her from the dining room. Wouldn't it be better to ju- just go home, dear? Aunt Petuna suggested timidly hours later, but Uncle Vernon didn't seem to hear her. Exactly what he was looking for, none of them knew. He drove them into the middle of a forest, got out looked around shook his head got back in the car and off they went again the same thing happened in the middle of a ploughed field halfway across a suspicion bridge and at the top of a multi-story car park daddy's gone mad hasn't he dudley asked aunt petuna dully late the afternoon uncle vernon had parked at the coast locked them all inside the car and disappeared it started to rain gray gray drops beat on the roof of the car dudley snivelled it's monday he told his mother the great humberto's on tonight i want to stay somewhere with the television monday this reminded harry of something if it was monday and you could usually count on dudley to know the days of the week his of television then tomorrow tuesday was harry's 11th birthday of course, his birthdays were never exactly fun. Last year, the Dursleys had given him a coat hanger and a pair of Uncle Vernon's old socks. Still, 
you weren't eleven. You weren't eleven every day. Uncle Vernon was back, and he was smiling. He was also cr- uh, carrying a long thin package and didn't answer Aunt Petunia when she asked what he'd bought. Found the perfect place, he said. Come on, everyone, come out. It was very cold outside. The car Uncle Vernon was pointing at what looked like a large rock way out to seal. Perched on top of the rock was the most miserable little snack you could imagine. One thing was certain. There was no television there. Storm forecast for tonight, said Uncle Vernon gleefully, clapping his hands together. And this gentleman kindly agreed to lend us, us his boat. A toothless old man came ambling up to them, pointing with a rather wicked grin at an old rolling boat bobbing in the iron-gray water below them. I've already got us some rations, said Uncle Vernon, so all abroad. It was freezing in the boat, icy sea spray, and rain crept down their necks, and a chilly wind whipped their faces away what seemed like hours they reached the rock where uncle vernon slipping and sledding led the way to the broken broken down house the inside was horrible it smelled strongly of seaweed the wind whistled through the gaps in the wooden walls and the fireplace was dumb damp and empty there was only two rooms uncle vernon rations Turned out to be a packet of crisp each in four bananas. He tried to start a fire, but the empty crisp packets just smoked and shriveled up. Could do um, with some of those letters now, eh? he said cheerfully. He was in a very good mood. Obviously, he thought nobody stood a chance of reaching them here in a storm to deliver post. Had he privately agreed, though? The thought didn't cheer him up at all. At night, as night fell, the promised storm blew up around them. Spray from the high waves splattered the walls of the hut and fierce wind rattled the filthy filthy windows. Aunt Petuna found a few moldy blankets in the second room and made up a bed for Dudley on the month-eaten sofa. She and Uncle Vernon went off the lumpy bed next door and Harry was left to the find the softest bits of the floor he could and curl up under the thinnest and most rigid blanket. The storm raged, raged more and more furious, ferociously. As the night went on, Harry couldn't sleep. He shivered and turned over, trying to get comfortable, his stomach rumbling with hunger. Dudley's snores were droned by the low rolls of thunder that started near midnight. The lighted dial of Dudley's watch, which was dangling over the edge of the sofa on his fat wrist, told Harry he'd be 11 in 10 minutes' time. He lay and watched his birthday tick nearer, wondering if he does, if the Dursleys would remember at all, wondering where the letter writer was now. Five minutes to go, Harry heard something creak outside. He hoped the roof wasn't going to fall in, although he might be warmer if it did. 
four minutes to go maybe the house in private drive would be so full of letters when they got back that he'd be able to steal one somehow three minutes to go was that the sea slapping hard on the rock like that and two minutes to go what was uh, that funny crunching noise was the rock crumbling into the sea one minute to go and he'd be 11 30 seconds 20 10 9 maybe he'd wake dudley up just to annoy him three two one boom the whole shack shivered and harry sat bolt upright staring at the door someone was outside knocking to come in so this was our chapter which was the letters from no one now we are going to start with our fourth chapter which is the keeper of the keys in our next podcast so this post podcast and i hope you liked it and you are liking this book so far and this is a very adventurous fiction book and magical fiction book so i hope you love it so yeah please follow me on spotify and other platforms so that Whenever I post a new podcast, you can get uh, information about it. Thank you for listening.